0: Is still running Vernon's, yeah. And how is that going? Terrible, huh? With freaking it's hard, but we're doing really in. good. Really? Yeah, keep this
1: close. Oh, okay. So we're yeah. already, yeah. Okay. We're going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sergio Rivas, everybody, uh, dude. I just first off, let me just say, watching you like grow as a soccer player and everything, seeing all your success, Seattle, U, and then where'd you go
0: after Seattle, Reno? U?
1: Reno, yeah. I got drafted by San Jose and then went to Reno, yeah. And that was. Dude, watching all that happen was so sweet. And then now that you're back in New Mexico, that's so exciting.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank Um, you so much.
1: Dude, it's going to be awesome watching you play.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah? Yeah, because we're 98s, dude. We're the 98s. I know, (laughs) dude. It's been so long since I've seen like any of those guys. Really? Yeah.
1: Do you hang out with them still? Uh, Only
0: Luis. Only Luis? Yeah, Luis. And I see Josh (laughs) here and there. I talk to Joe a little bit, but not too much. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. I think Johnny and Lucinda are going to plan, like, a 98 reunion. Oh, really? Yeah. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be
1: cool. Oh um, um, the
0: crazy times we we encountered. Oh, geez. No, yeah. To... You can lean on it. Don't oh, worry. Again?
1: It'll, it'll move, but whatever. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out how to, like, secure it really nicely to the wall. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to raise it up a little bit and then put wood slats that, like, go into this. Oh, okay. So it doesn't move. That'll be pretty um, cool. But, yeah. I, this cool. is my psychotic contraptions <laughs> psychotic I, dude i just i was over summer when everything happened with corona yeah i was like man i gotta make something like, yeah i'm, I'm bored <laughs> yeah and i was like i i just thought this up in my head drew it down really quick and then started making it that's amazing bro look
0: at this what an engineer you are
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was going to school for engineering but then i was like i got too much other stuff i want to do
0: yeah dude because engineering is going to take up like 90 percent of your time dude huh?
1: one of my one of my roommates um it was, is an engineer he never has any free time yeah i dude. mean he has more because of coronavirus yeah and we had online classes so he like it changed so much yeah like it got easy
0: yeah my friends too like the engineers like soccer players they can barely handle it like they barely pass because they, can, they can't focus on soccer and school at the same time it's and
1: hard it's really hard yeah, yeah dude um yeah my he was on the soccer team too and he had to like skip trainings because he had um Labs during stuff, training yeah. and shit, yeah, especially like. What did you mar- what do you major
0: in? So I st- I was going to do financial um, mm-hmm. business finance, but I didn't really like the numbers and all that stuff. I do like numbers, but not like to like study it. So I just did strategic communications because I want to be okay. a public speaker when I grow up a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Like after soccer. After soccer, yeah. Put to talk uh, talk to little kids or whatever comes up. You're
1: already doing that a bunch. Huh? Yeah, I am. Are so you liking that? I love it, dude. I love to motivate kids. I bet. Yeah. Dude, that sounds awesome. I've I've always thought about like motivating people. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's got to be so like, uh, gives you so much when you, when you get to motivate someone, you can see that they're motivated mm-hmm. by what you say.
0: Right. What's the best, the best thing that I like is that, um, when they text you like, Hey, I did this, what you told me to do. Or like, I took your advice and it's been working out great. And
1: that's what I'm, I'm like, Oh, that feels really good. When did that start? the motivational speaking like when did you like have when did you like first feel that where you're like yeah dude i want to keep like motivating people
0: well when when i left albuquerque and you see all these kids because um you know how i went to the the norte high school and then Mm -hmm. i went to like the northeast heights like in cleveland middle school so i got a little bit of different like um growing up vibe from from albuquerque so i see like two sides i got the the nice part and also got like the ghetto part so I definitely and I think a big reason why people don't grow out of Albuquerque is because they just don't see like bigger pictures they don't see that they can do it so they're like oh I have to be like this guy this guy robs this guy steals that's how everybody does it but you know if I could do it and you guys can too you know I come from McKinley, I live in from McKinley Middle School yeah you know the super that's not super ghetto but like you know,
1: it's more ghetto than where we are right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, <laughs> and then I went to the Norte High School. You know, like graduation rates there are you know low. really low. So and I went to Sibley High School. You know, white. You know, good area. So then I got the best of both worlds, and I want to help my people out. That's when it was probably like sophomore year when I started realizing, you know, what if I could do this? You know, I want to do. I want to help my people out back in Albuquerque. Is that what pushes you for soccer? What pushes me for soccer the most is my family. Just. Yeah. Watching them, uh, seeing them like super happy when the, my, when I'm about to play, they send me snaps and so they're watching it. They're, my dad's drinking the beer. They're super excited. They get nervous for me. So, and then when I score a goal, they, they're all ratted Freaking up. Freaking out. Yeah. So that's what pushes me the most. And I love it. I love playing soccer. I know you do. You yeah. know this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could train every day day, two or three times a day. I don't care.
1: You know, yeah. dude. I I mean, I've always known that about you, that you were going to do something with soccer. Thank you. I remember. One of my first memories of you was when I was playing for, like, the Corrales Cubs, and you were playing with America. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. We played at a, a field right over here, actually. Uh-huh. And you guys beat us, like, 13 to 0. Really? Yeah, like, whooped us, dude. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was so upset. And my my coach was like you need to go like give high fives and stuff. And I was like, dude, we just lost 14 to zero. I'm not giving anybody a high five. I was so <laughs> pissed off. And then I like, I just walked away and I went over to my dad and my dad grabbed me and he was like, what's going on? And I was like, I told him I'm not giving high fives because we all played like shit. And my dad was like, good. That's the last time you're playing with this team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh my God. Yeah, I remember I mean, that.
1: It was, it was not like my best moment, but I was also... We we were young. I have no idea how old we were. I mean, probably. if I was playing for Corrales, it was probably like eight, nine. Well seven. Yeah, we were yeah, it was like um, eight or nine. And then right after that, I think is when I went to the uh, rush. Caliente. Yeah, caliente. Yeah,
0: there you go. It's Pancho Mesillas. Yeah. <laughs> and then that you guy. were
1: still on America for a while. I was. What when did you come over to I think it was when I was thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. That was a big year, dude. It was when a you huge came year. over. Who came with you? Um who was on know. that team with you?
0: Victor, um, right? Uh, no, Victor came from, like, Fusion. Oh, yeah. From like, Fusion, yeah. I barely remember those days. Yeah, it was freaking such a long time ago, dude. Great days, though. Because Pancho tried to get me to come to Caliente for a long time, but mm-hmm. I'm a very loyal person. I know. And the reason yeah. why I stayed in America for such a long time is because Marcos, he gave me the opportunity. He, mm-hmm. you know, he helped me out. So I was like, I'm going to leave him until one day... Um, I was tired of losing to you guys because you guys kept beating us. Mm-hmm. That's when you guys would just destroy us. And I was like, you know what, dude? Like, let's go play for a winning team. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because sometimes you just got to know when to switch.
0: Yeah, dude. And like one one tournament, we lost the tournament. I was, you know what? I'm just tired of this. Like, let's just do it. Let's go to Pancho. Because Pancho was a really nice guy, too. And he kept promising me pros- promising me to, like, go to college and ODP and all these things. I was like, you know what? I want to do that those things. So then I switched over. And then from there, we went to... Went to Phoenix, which was probably one of my first tournaments. Yeah, yeah. To Phoenix, we won. What was it called? The uh, not President's Day. What was it? It was um, Sereno. Sereno Cup. Sereno yeah. Cup. Yeah. Yeah, my, dude. With Sean. With Sean. Yeah, dude. Oh my God, was that yeah. your first tournament? Yeah. With us? No, not in the first
1: tournament. But that I, was, I remember was, the one with Sean. Too. That was officially like my first like big tournament. The one with Sean. Was, do you remember that goal that Sean scored? Oh yeah. Where yeah. He, he backheeled it over his head while he was running. Yeah. And then he scored it, and yeah. I was like, What the hell? Also, that tournament, a ball rolled out into the street and a bus ran over it perfectly, and it exploded. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Dude, I remember this. I don't remember anything else except for those two moments. Yeah,
0: exactly. Sean, if you're hearing this, you're a baller. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't
1: seen Sean since
0: I have no idea when. He texted me. In Did he? Yeah, because he went to Academy, so always, he used to hang out with, like, Luis and so yeah, yeah. him all the time, so I used to see him all the time. And, like, Elijah, remember Elijah? Yeah. So, yeah, I used to see him a couple of times, but he messaged me, and so, he's a good dude. I yeah. miss him. Yeah, that was that was a tournament. That was probably my first big tournament with you guys. Cuz yeah. I always used to guest play with you guys cuz I went yeah. to Vegas a couple of times with you guys. I went to Denver, we played 3v3 together. We went to free yeah, 3v3. regionals. 3v3. That was, that yeah. was fun, dude. We played for a long time together. Yeah.
1: From like what? I mean, I don't you started guest playing early like and then 10, you dude. yeah, you fully came over like 13, yeah. you said. And then I think I left it 15. So not that long, but like 10, that's like five years. Yeah. yeah. That's a while. That's a while. That's yeah. a long, like, we know we knew each other and played with each other for a while. It was fun, though. It was fun. A couple of state championships together. Regionals. Regionals. Like, we didn't win. You but. went to
0: Hawaii, right? No.
1: You didn't go to Hawaii? Oh, no. okay, good. Because <laughs> Hawaii, Hawaii was, was wild. Hawaii was wild. Uh, did you hear about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that you guys got in trouble. We did. Yeah. We don't like to talk about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably better. Do you remember um, the regionals when we went with the strikers? With this stri- oh,
0: when we went to and we Washington DC, called on
1: us. Wait, Washington DC? No, 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 that wasn't that. Was me, you, and Joe guest played yeah, for yeah, another okay. team when we went to Washington with
0: the strikers,
1: yeah. The, the older team, Justin's older team,
0: oh, the Stingers, Stingers, yeah, the Stingers, yeah. Stingers, yeah.
1: stingers. Um, when was this? I don't remember, but. I know, like, I know you were there.
0: Is it when you had your, uh, what is it called, a slingshot? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And then one of the guys on the Stingers stole my slingshot and was shooting it. Got into an argument with a lady at the, the hotel next door to us. Yeah. And then we got the cops called on us. Yeah. And then he blamed it all on me. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? That was hilarious. That was a great time. That was with the Stingers? Yeah. What? Yeah, I I can picture exactly who it was, but I have no idea what his name. I was. remember I was there for sure because we were all there. Yeah. Everyone was out with our bus because we went on the bus. Oh. We yeah. were right next to the bus, and the cops sat us all down on the curb. Mm-hmm. The eighteen year olds because they were eighteen at the time. Oh, and then oh yeah, us, yeah, yeah. And we were all sitting on the curb, right? And, and they were like, "Whose slingshot is this?" <laughs> and I was like, "It's mine," but I wasn't doing anything.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that because we didn't go with the stingers. Like our team was there, right? We were at the same hotel though yes exactly yeah. we're at the same hotel I think it was regionals
1: yeah yeah I think it was, it was Idaho yeah yeah it
0: was Idaho yeah that's when I gave my shirt to a girl and your yes. dad yelled at me <laughs> <laughs> dude that was I remember that so well oh geez oh man that I love your sorry. parents too I love your parents so much dude because like I remember they they used to keep me in check did and they? Did that. yeah all the time <laughs> Kim and Mike we used to yell at me all the time which was good because like oh shoot I need to step up my stuff yeah so when I give my shirt to um so that girl, her name was Jade. Mm-hmm. They came in the bus to me and Kiko. They were like, why are you giving that shirt away? Like, we paid for that. And I was like, "I, you know, I don't think of those things. Right. But that makes me realize, like, it's basically like a gift they're giving me. I don't yeah. want to just give it away, you know? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, they used to keep me in check all the time. That's funny, dude. <laughs> I, re- I remember, I didn't know if you were going to want to bring that up or not. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I, I don't that. Care. Yeah. That was funny. I remember I, like, walked into the stairwell, and you and Jade were in the stairwell, and I was like, what is going on?
0: <laughs> okay, that one's too far. That's, that one's off the record. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I like to talk about those things because they make you grow as a person, dude. I swear, all these experiences that I had make you grow as a person. Like, I never gave my shirt away again yeah. because your parents gave me a different outlook on how to look at it. Because for me, it was like, oh, it's my shirt. I'm just going to give it away. But no, it was a gift from your parents. Right. Why would I be giving that away? You know, so. Those experiences, I like them because it teaches me. Teach me not to mess around with girls at tournaments anymore.
1: <laughs> it's not well. You learn from them. There's a lot um, of people that don't learn from them. Yeah, like, you're smart about that. You've learned from a lot of your mistakes, and mm-hmm. that's why you. That's why you're at where you're at. Like, yeah, I appreciate that. That's dude. It's crazy seeing like, I messaged you, and then I think it was the same day. United put out that thing that said. Actually, I followed Diplo. Di- Diplo. Yeah. Depot. Yeah. And he like shared it on his story. And mm-hmm. it was the the silhouette of you running on from the um, United Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's Sergio. That's Sergio. Sergio's about to uh, play for United. Yeah. I was like, what timing.
0: Yeah, what a time. That was actually pretty cool because I knew that I was gonna sign like two weeks before I got announced. But when you reached out to me, like it was a day before I got announced. Yeah. So then, when I was about to respond to you, I just got bombarded by all these I messages. Know, dude. It was like getting drafted again, dude. It feels really good. Yeah. Like when I got drafted, I just checked. I checked my mm-hmm. phone. I was scrolling through my social media and just thousands of messages. Same thing when I announced to come to New Mexico. And it just it feels really good to have all the support, you know.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, there's one thing that like, I'm I'm so excited for you to be a part of United because when um, UNM like. Like drop their program. I was like so upset mm-hmm. because I remember like us going to those UNM games mm-hmm. and like that was so inspirational. I was like, I want to play here. Exactly you right. Know? That's what I mentioned on one of my interviews.
0: I was talking to the, uh, I think it was Kob Four or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were like, like what do you, what is it, what excites you? And I was like, well, what excites me? I used to watch UNM. Like we used to watch Devin Sandoval play and yeah, scoring yeah, goals, yeah. and we used to be like, ah oh, yeah, like that was probably the best like feelings when you're growing up, and now. It's a professional team here. So now you have, like, kids have a lot to look forward to now. They're going to be looking at us like, whoa.
1: And it's so good because, like, you're, like, Devin Sandoval plays for them, but he's kind of, like, a generation removed. Like, everyone knows that he, like, went to, like, was playing at UNM and everything. But, like, you're a little younger. You're, like, bringing in that New Mexico spirit again. Um, I mean, obviously they have so much New Mexico spirit. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're from Albuquerque. Like, you grew up here playing with – With a ton of people that we know and a lot of people know of you. Right. And, dude, I'm so excited just to see that reaction.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too, dude, because I saw last year 15,000 people at the games. Unreal. It's crazy. It is crazy. Dude, the
1: support that that team gets is unreal.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to experience. And the fans are crazy too. I like that.
1: Yeah. I like that. So, (laughs) How was it dealing with, like, obviously you've been drafted. You've signed for other teams. Mm -hmm. How is all of that, like... Like you're having negotiate things right no i have an agents, agent your agent is yeah my agent you. my agent is saroosh abdi
0: true abdi. abdi yes I, I think he's from iraq or iran he's okay. from iran he's from how iran. did you find him uh so when i was playing at seattle university he's from seattle so he usually like the way he works agents scout scout like potential you know assets or right. players whatever and he reached out to me along with a couple other agents and um, so, Roosh just, was just super generous and very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just genuine. Yeah, genuine. Okay. And I liked him. So, we went together and we started a team together. And, you know, I signed a contract with him and he, uh, he started out looking for teams for me before the combine. Right. So, that's how it worked. And then he negotiates everything and then he just tells me what he's negotiating for. I tell him yes or no. And, and there you go. That's cool, dude. Yeah, it's great. It's a pretty cool experience. When did that, like, when did it click for you when you were like, shit, I'm like doing this? Well, you know, I've been asked, I've been asked this question a lot for like the past couple months and I have, I think, three answers. So the first one is the opportunity to play college soccer. I think when I was a sophomore or junior, that's when I was like, okay, I can go play soccer and get my school paid for. And then that's when it clicked for college soccer. Now for professional soccer, it was... Not until like my The start of my senior year And I thought, like, Okay This might be able to happen I Might be able to make a living out of this mm-hmm. And then and That's when I was like, Okay let's Let's freaking do this And it was it A lot of anxiety dude Like I bet It's like a lot of pressure too Because You know I have a family and I don't take care of them But I'd like to help them out And You want to Yeah I want I'm sure to sure you want to
1: take care of them Yes I feel that
0: So then You know you know, if I don't get drafted, what am I going to do? Am I going to keep playing soccer? And you know, i just, all those things bring anxiety. So it was fun, but at the same time, very stressful and anxious and all, this, all that stuff.
1: Did you ever go through a time where you're like, dude, I just can't do this? Yeah, I
0: did, multiple times, yeah. yeah. But I, I just have to keep going, yeah, in college. I think it was my sophomore year, when was it? Yeah, my sophomore year, I was like, no, sophomore or junior didn't, year. For your freshman
1: year, didn't you get Rookie of the Year?
0: Yeah, I got. Well, I got oh, freshman whack, the, whack freshman of the year. Yeah, yeah, whack freshman. That's of
1: freaking year. sweet. Yeah, it was freaking but sweet. That year. makes sense. Like you, you're on a really big high. Mm-hmm. If it was your sophomore year that you like went through it, mm-hmm. and then like your freshman year you're on this high, and then mm-hmm. sophomore year, it's always gonna like ebb and flow. So you never. Yeah. But was it that sophomore year that? Like it was
0: sophomore year, but then junior year, I started getting like. I think the end of my junior year, I started getting panic attacks and that was because I had a lot of pressure on whether I was going to play pro or not. And I didn't realize it. I'm like, why am I getting these panic attacks? And I realized that it was a lot of pressure, like subconsciously, like your body's definitely taking a toll and a mental toll. So then I got it all fixed out. I started relaxing, doing some meditation all that stuff. And then my rookie year as a pro, I went through it again because um, I had a lot of injuries. Tons of injuries. I had a hernia surgery. I had knee, like MCL. I was out for like a month and a half. I had an ankle out for like three weeks. So I played like consistently like six games and that's it. Every other time I was like playing, not playing, playing, not playing. And I played like a total of 16, 16 games out of 32. I didn't even get to come to New Mexico because I had a hernia surgery. So when you like... I, have you had like a pretty big injury?
1: Yeah, I tore my knee twice in one year. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: God! Yeah, that is. So you probably know the mental struggles you go through. You know oh, like-, like it's terrible, dude. Because you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't even have fun with your friends, because you you can't even walk straight. Or you can't. Your dude, knee it starts sucks. hurting. It yeah. locks up. Or, and like all those mental things, like oh geez, dude, like I wish nothing like that for anybody. <laughs> like
1: yeah, no, it was it's terrible. I like I had to be in a straight leg like, brace for six weeks. Oh. Like, could not bend my knee. Um, and I wasn't, like, I couldn't keep up with people. I'm, a, I'm super active. Like, yeah. I'm sure you are. And, like, anyone who plays soccer, like, we're active people. Right. And I was like, I literally can't do, like, anything right now. Yeah. And I couldn't put, dude, I'm so inflexible. I couldn't put on my own socks. And I was pissed. Oh, my God. I was so mad, dude. I remember, it was, like, two days after surgery, three days after mm-hmm. surgery, maybe. Um, I needed a shower. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was helping me out. Thankfully, I had my girlfriend because, I, like, I literally couldn't put my own socks on and stuff. Right. But she was with her dad and I needed a shower. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just bending my knee. And I just took the sock off. Oh, my <laughs> God. And just, like, got in the shower because I was like, I, like I'm like i not going to feel, like, so useless.
0: Dude, oh, my God. You just said it perfectly. Useless. Man, yeah. When I had surgery, thankfully, I had my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And... um I couldn't even go to, a, I couldn't even go poop yeah, without dude. her help. I'm serious. It was disgusting. No, yeah. yeah. It's She hard. would have to like help me go down and like. I bet with the hernia, dude. Yeah. And like the first day after the surgery, um, you get really nauseous because like the anesthesia and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I wake up I'm, and I go to the restroom. Once I'm like, I'm like, Christy, Christy, please come help me. Help me. Because I was about to pass out because I was like hyperventilating. I, I wanted to throw up. I wanted to poop. I don't know what the hell was going on with me. <laughs> and I was like, come help me. And I'm like
1: and so if it wasn't for her jesus so you know you know that feeling useless oh dude it's the worst that is and then like the the recovery after like it's you're like i gotta get through this part and then there's still more like you have to go through like getting stronger again Mm -hmm. you have to like figure out range of motion for like if you tear your knee Mm -hmm. you have to like work so long on range of motion right and it's just like it's a Mind fuck. It's, it's terrible, it just, bro.
0: It's and more than that, bro. People don't talk about the this uh, psychology and like the science part of like behind doing sports. When you play sports, you release all these endorphins mm-hmm. and like chemicals that your body loves. So when you don't do that, you're literally like irritable all the time. You're mad. You're stressed because you're not releasing all those endorphins. So. And people don't talk about that. No. Like if people get injured and they don't play for two weeks, what do you think is going through their head? They're freaking stressed out. They're irritable. They don't they're not releasing what they're
1: used to releasing. So that plays a part too. Especially when you're like at a competitive level. Like you're trying to you were trying to play professional. Yeah. And I was like, I was just trying to play <laughs> for like a college team. So right. I was working. But I was like, what if I like can't come back from this mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing that? And you're right. like, well, I mean, I know I can come back from it, but like there's still that like Inkling in your mind. You're of like, course, yeah. You're like, this is brutal. You know, you bring up another good point because I don't know if you've seen a lot
0: of my speeches, but the thing I talk about the most is the power of the brain. Yeah. And tell yourself, you can do it. You can do it, right? And I went through such a hard challenge with, uh, with the injury that I would have that little voice. What if you can't do it? What if you just quit? And that was, dude, it was terrifying because like, I've like, i never had that before in my life. So the challenge was unreal, dude. Like I was, it was December, like the end of December. Mm-hmm. And I was barely able to like start jogging and the season starting in two months as a pro, like, I, you know, and spe- like, and even if you are just playing for your college team, you know, that's, that's fun for you. That's your challenge. Like, yeah. And everything- I was trying
1: to play, like I wanted to play. That was my motivation. I hadn't played.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like-
1: And the year that I tore my knee, I was getting to the point where I was like going to play oh, and then geez. I tore it and then yeah, I had to restart. <sighs> and i was like fuck dude i was so close and then it's just taken away from me and it's been like that like my whole college career like i was i was starting and then corona hit oh my god and the season's gone and then i'm i'm done i'm not going back to college i'm never playing at fort lewis ever again and i never got that opportunity to like be the starting center back Mm -hmm. for a season it's Never gonna happen.
0: Yeah, but I do see some positives. Like Me too. You, you've overcame so much, dude. And like that that the the mental fortitude that you have to have for that, like you're a very strong dude. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to come back from two uh knee surgeries and still try to come back after like
1: COVID hits and you're still trying to play, like that just says a lot. Yeah. I mean so. it was it's it was brutal. But I was like, I never had that like quit in my head. I was like, if I'm committing to something, I'm committing to it. Right. And I've given, like, I've given so much to this team I've given, I've put so much of myself into this that Mm -hmm. like, if I give up, I'm not only like letting my team down, but I'm also letting myself down.
0: I love that. I literally love that. Like I could bring you to my camps. I'll have you tell your story because (laughs) that's why I try to teach them. because like, Everything else is out of your control. COVID, out of your control. Mm-hmm. Injury, out of your control. Yeah. But what you did, you kept coming back. And that's literally what I try to teach people. And when you grow old and when you're 40, you're not going to regret it because you did everything you could.
1: Right. What else could you do? And I had to get to that point, like now, where I'm like, I had to give up on soccer because I still have two more years of eligibility because uh-huh. I tore my knee twice. Uh, and I redshirted my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I. I just got to the point where I was like, soccer has done what it was supposed to do for my life. Mm -hmm. Like it's taught me how to be determined Mm -hmm. and, um, how to stick with it. Mm -hmm. But like, I've got bigger fish to fry now for me, you know, like I never had aspirations of playing professional Mm -hmm. like you do. So it's totally different. You know, I've got like, I've got family to help out and support Mm -hmm. and, um, I've got big goals business-wise mm-hmm. that I'd like to see through. And it's just, like, it's time. I it, found, I got to the point where I was like, it's time. Right. Plus, school's terrible. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> school is very important. Um, and it's, it's really good for you. I learned so much mm-hmm. um, and grew a ton in school. Um, but it's also just, like, you get to a point where you're just like, this isn't even worth it anymore. Yeah. Like, I have my degree. I don't even I don't even want to be in marketing, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to own my own businesses, right. which like you have to know marketing. Right. But like I was like college isn't what I need to do right now. Right. So, it was time for me to move. Well, you know, it's like
0: once again like I see like you've grown up so much from my the uh, last time I talked to you because um as long as you know what you want to do and you have no regrets, you can do it, you know? Right. Because yeah, I tell kids too out of a thousand kids, maybe one's gonna make a pro, maybe one. And you had the mentality of uh, that you didn't really want to go pro. And as long as you know that, then you're okay with yourself. Yeah. And you have other goals. Like your goal is now to own a business. So now use the soccer skills and the the motivation you got from soccer and use it for your business now. Exactly. And never quit. You know, like I bet your mom with um with her with her restaurant. You know, she struggled a lot. Okay. but she keeps going just like yeah. you did with your injuries and mm-hmm. you have to use that same attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So good, man. I'm glad I, you've, you found your way, dude. Cause yeah. sometimes like when people quit soccer, they're like,
1: what am I going to do now? Like they I feel lost. They feel lost. And I'm glad that you found like your way. I so had that though. I mean, did. I was, I was struggling so much with like, I had to tell my coach and we, we like scheduled meetings cause I was planning on coming back mm-hmm. this spring and I just told him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, shoot. Um, and so we had like meetings scheduled for the after season mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I was so anxious. I was like freaking out. And then he got on the call with me. We Zoomed zoomed for it. Mm-hmm. And um, or no, just FaceTimed. And I was like so overwhelmed that he was like, you're right. <laughs> and I was like, I can't come back. I can't come <laughs> back. That's like how it happened, dude. And I was like, he's like, I know. He like decided, and yeah. i was worried that he was gonna be like upset mm-hmm. felt like i was letting him down you know like i never wanted to like let the team down right. or anyone down um but he was so supportive and was like like you've given so much this program and it's it's been great having you here and it's i i understand it's time for you to go like there's bigger things than soccer for you
0: that's lovely yeah. that's lovely Coaches, I love you like that, man. Don't come around often, I'm telling you. I know.
1: Yeah. How was your How was your college?
0: My college coaches, amazing. Best coaches, not best coaches, but like one of the best coaches I've ever had. Yeah. You know, like Coach Peter Fewing and Nathan Delagon and Billy Colello and Vince Volpe. It was like a family, dude. That's why it was so hard to go to the pros because in the pros, you're a piece of meat.
1: Yeah, you're a piece I bet, of meat. dude. Whenever
0: you can play, you can play. If you're not, they don't care about you. Is it like that? Oh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but I mean, the coaches are still like, my coach Ian Russell is still great and stuff like that. But in reality it's a business, dude. If you can't play, then you're not good for their business. You know, if a guy keeps, you know, telling you that he can't work at Vernon's, what are you gonna do? You're probably gonna fire him, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. So you're a piece of meat. And I mean some coaches take it differently, but most most of the time it's like that. It's a business. So at, at college, they love like I love It's like it. a family. Oh yeah, I was like a family. And when I left that, oh Jesus, I was lost for a while, dude. I bet. Oh, it was terrible.
1: It's like an it's like a totally new thing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I was playing soccer with a family and now I'm just playing soccer with myself mm-hmm. and trying to make it with this team.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, the college experience with your teammates. Yeah. Like you were hanging out all the time. You're, you know, partying or just going out to uh, eat and whatever the case is. You're always having lunch, fun. Right? Yeah. Over here, you know, people have families and they have families to take care, take care of. So you're, you're alone a lot of the times. Luckily, this past year, I had so many good friends. Oh, I At what? Reno. I, Reno. Reno, yeah. Oh, I, if I could have the, the team from last year from uh, from Reno, that would have been the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they shut down? Yeah, they shut down. Because should, of COVID? Because of COVID. Yeah, they had financial issues.
1: Yes, it was terrible. I, I bet you a couple more teams are going to probably shut down, too. It oh, cool. yeah, dude. I mean, everyone's shutting down because of COVID. Yeah. Like, we are struggling at Vernon's to stay alive. Right. Like, we're at 25% capacity outdoors we've had to buy 25 um stand up heaters and that i before this i was putting together more heaters jesus just to like put them out on the patio so that people are comfortable mm-hmm. and like vernon's is like have you been to vernon's no no so vernon's is like a really high end super high end like steakhouse mm-hmm. private dining like it's where you go for an engagement or like right. like a big celebration or something like that right. birthday um and it's all indoors is really classy. And right. now we're having to move that outside, try and, try and make it still classy, trying right. to keep everybody warm. Right. And really just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Try to mimic, mimic the, the experience that you, yeah. that you get indoors, right? That is, wow. And I, we've spent thousands and thousands of dollars like tra- uh, changing things to the outside mm-hmm. of the, and like enclosing our patios more just to like make it. But it's crazy, dude. Our, the people that love us, love us. We turn the lights on and people come in really it's crazy like we're 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 making it right now but we like we just don't the main problem right now is we have to close at nine why is that because that's the governor's orders at nine
0: at nine what does that have to do with anything
1: (laughs) (laughs) they they say that people when they get drunk get more it becomes super spreaders uh okay which there's no data to to, to say up. that yeah um a lot of this there's not very much data but um that arbitrary nine o'clock close time mm-hmm. is really screwing us over because we have to like kick people out like if right. we sit someone at six forty five or 7 they're only here they're like lots of people trying to like to sit for like two hours right and we sit Sometimes 7, 15, 7 30. So they only get like an hour and a half before mm-hmm. they got to go. Jeez. And some people just sit there like to take their time. Like usually it's fine. Right. Um, they can sit there for three, four hours and mm-hmm. just have a fun. But mm-hmm. now we have to like urge people to like start ordering. That is terrible. And it's, yeah, it's brutal. If we were able to serve, like have everybody there until till 11, it would be a totally different story because we can right. spread all that out. We have a small kitchen as it is. So mm-hmm. when we have to pack everything into like a seven o'clock order time mm-hmm. and we have 30 people ordering this something at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. We're, f- we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's yeah, so crazy to see. Like I, so I heard
0: that business businesses were struggling, but then when you're telling me like the insider is like, yeah, Vernon is a very high end class. Right. And I knew that a little bit, but then you have to mimic that outside. Yeah. How can you do that?
1: It's impossible. Like, it's not the same thing. It's really great. Like, we're doing it. Like, people are loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's warm. And, like, we've put so much work into it mm-hmm. that, like, people are supporting us. But it's still, by. it's so, like, it's, like, we love the Vernon's brand. Mm-hmm. And we love that, like, indoor dining, like, making it super special for everybody. So, it's mm-hmm. hard for us. It's almost harder for us than right the patrons.
0: Yeah, because, like, when I think about Vernon's, if I already went to Vernon's, I'm thinking about, okay, I'm going to go there, have a really nice meal inside, closed doors, like, warm. Really high end class, and then when they come, they they're outside, you know. So I'm glad that you guys are making it. Cause and most
1: people don't even know that it's outside. Really? Yeah. I gotta
0: go. I gotta go check it out.
1: Yeah, dude, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would. Yeah, we would love to have you. Um, it's the food is unbelievable. I've like, never had I the best have steaks it. in the in the state, and if not, there's more. Like we we have the best steaks that there are. Okay, <laughs> I, you know
0: I love your confidence, yeah, dude. I dude, love they're it.
1: They're so good. I mean. Every time I, I, when I eat one, I'm like, there's no way. There is no <laughs> way. <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, behind the sticks got to be a great cook, right? So we have like, yeah, we don't have like a, a chef. Mm-hmm. We just have cooks. So we right. we train cooks and we just teach them the right way to do it. And That's it's, great.
0: What is the right way? Can we have the re- recipe please? I think I,
1: <laughs> I'm not even sure because I'm not a cook. Right. But they like, I think it's the way that we cook it. They have like a, it heats it from the top and the bottom at the same time Ooh. and then the meats that we get are like the best meats you can get mm-hmm. and all that stuff it's just it's super
0: good oh I would love to go get one. Yeah. Oh Jesus you're <laughs> oh Devin you can't do this to me <laughs> I love steak yeah. too
1: well so how's how's everything been with the family and like coronavirus and like since all this started how have you yeah. been it's been good you know um, just keep been... going I'm gonna turn this camera okay. back on
0: We've been fortunate enough to, um, you know, stay alive as well because, um, you know, with COVID, my parents work in the restaurant business. You, your parents know this. You know this. They work for, uh, they work for uh, cheddars and food Ruckers. so they closed down most of them. Well, you know, they go to twenty five percent capacity, yeah, and only managers stay. So my mom was able to keep her job. My dad wasn't, but I've been helping my older brother start his, uh, what is it? uh his flooring business, like. You know, like the wooden floors yeah. and tile and stuff like that. So, you know, luckily I've saved enough to keep help my family and we've, we're helping each other. So everything's good, healthy, you know, happy. That's, good. that's, that's the most important part is being happy with each other.
1: Definitely. I mean, attitude is everything. Like if you, if you go through this whole craziness that we're going through right now mm-hmm. with like a really shit attitude, you're going to get shit results. Oh, absolutely. There's people who like took this coronavirus like in fly and are killing it. Right. You know, it's just different attitudes. you got to figure out ways to live. Exactly. You can't just mope around.
0: And, you know, even the the richest people say it, the people who uh, take a bad situation and turn into a good situation are probably going to be the most successful people. Oh, yeah. Like, if you take the COVID and you've grown,
1: like, that says a lot, and you're probably going to make it. (laughs) Yeah, dude, there's this – I I really like comedians because, for one – I would love to be a comedian. I'm not funny enough, but I, I would love that idea of being a comedian because they just like put themselves out there so much, mm-hmm. like in front of everybody. Right. And like, it's kind of the same thing with what you're wanting to do, like public speaking and stuff like that. That shit, that scares the fuck out of me. Really? Like talking in front of a lot of people freaks me out.
0: Yeah, it's, it brings a lot of anxiety to people, even myself. But when I want to look at, it, I'm like, What am I? What's gonna happen? Am I? Gonna, right. Am I gonna die? No.
1: Yeah. Am I gonna get hurt? No. So what am I scared about? Worst thing is you like fuck up some words. That's it. Yeah. And,
0: and who cares? Yeah. No they, one cares. Yeah, they really don't because I mean, if you watch a speech, they're gonna mess up. Mm-hmm. People are gonna mess up. They're, they're gonna be like, Oh, I, stu- 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 uh, sorry, sorry, excuse me. They stutter for a little bit and then you keep keep going with your speech? Do you remember the stuttering? Not really. No. Unless you're Ronaldo or like Messi. Like, you know, you have (laughs) millions of eyes on you, but.
1: Right. Dude, it's it's so wild because there are people that just totally break the mold of that. Like one of my favorite people, um, Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. Tesla, SpaceX, he's doing more than anyone else on the planet. Mm -hmm. And he is probably one of the worst public speakers there is. He Mm -hmm. says, um, all the time. He stutters. He like doesn't really know what he's saying. Mm But he doesn't give a damn, like he's yeah. just like, I'm trying to do things, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to tell people how I'm doing them right, so like if I mess up, who cares and I'm not going to mess up what I'm saying, I'm just gonna stutter
0: and you know what's the funny part too is that when he gives a speech, they don't even mention his stuttering, they mention mm. what he's saying, yeah, you know, and like that's what I'm trying to say is that
1: they don't really care, yeah, so like why be scared? yeah, I mean yeah. once like people start to understand who you are and mm-hmm. then like if people like you, they're not gonna nitpick at those things. Exactly. If you're if you're an ass, people are gonna be like, "Well, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that we can talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. here."
0: <laughs> Unless you're in a TED talk, now nah, that one's like TED, TED talks are crazy. TED talks are crazy.
1: Those guys are good. I'm yeah. speaking,
0: man. Like those guys, good for them.
1: Yeah, but I totally spaced what I was saying. But the comedian that I mm-hmm. um, really like, Andrew Schultz, he like this quarantine hit, and he started doing all this stuff where he was coming up with these social media posts it's mm-hmm. called uh, he's in every post, he would say, turn your phone sideways on Instagram and you would turn your phone sideways. So you could watch it in the wide view. And then he would like do these comedy bits like really quick. And he took it so far. He got a Netflix deal and put four spe- four um, episodes out. They're 15 minutes long. Just comedy. Yeah. Really? Just and like just that. Killed it. Just, just like, like that. Yeah. Just was like, I know what we're going to win. That's what he said during one of his, talks like because he went and did like a bunch of people's podcasts um for the debut of it mm-hmm. and he was like i knew from when we started like when the quarantine started and all that's like corona started i knew we were gonna win because that was my mindset i was like I love that we're gonna okay. go and attack this we're gonna find a way to like still make people laugh I love even that. though we can't be in front of people
0: wow good for him that's so good. Isn't that cool? It just started just from social media, turning the phone on. Huh? Yeah. That's
1: it. Yeah. That's he just started producing a bunch of stuff and like putting everything out there and then saw one that like people really started liking mm-hmm. and just ran with it. And then That's all crazy. the way up to Netflix. That's
0: crazy, man. Do you think about like how you can just grow like that, like this, mm-hmm. especially in like, the COVID? Ooh. Yeah. That's and crazy.
1: It's, it's so weird how like different industries just like sc- skyrocket Yeah, in like different situations. Like Amazon. All that online stuff is just through the roof right now. Yeah. And I mean it's hard. I'd be I'd be hard pressed to say that like people at Amazon aren't like, well, yeah, let's let's stay inside. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's keep people from going out. Yeah. You know, because they've made
0: it so much money, huh? So much money.
1: Mm-hmm. And but, Tesla too, right? Yeah. I'm an investor and so I've made oh, a lot of money. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great.
0: Elon Musk, if you're hearing this. I uh, give this guy a
1: couple of million dollars. Dude, if Elon Musk is hearing this, just come on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so sick. That's that's like my life goal is to just talk with Elon Musk for a little while.
0: He talks like a robot because he's just so smart.
1: Yeah, he's stupid smart. Yeah. It's like crazy.
0: Like, like a robot, like, you know, like robotic kind of thing. He's mm-hmm. so cool to watch him.
1: Yeah, I, I like, and like, I don't even know what the word is, but. He's such like an inspiration to me because he's like, I know his life story. I've studied him for like a couple of years now Mm -hmm. and he's just like given everything to what he believes. Right. Like all of it. Like he's put all of his money that he's ever made into what he wants. And even with the idea that the most likely outcome is failure for all of his businesses, like starting a rocket business, is like the most ludicrous thing that you could do from nothing. Like he started a rocket business from nothing. That's crazy. Like he had, he had millions of dollars, but he was putting so many of those millions into Tesla already.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then now he has to put billions into a rocket business. And the rockets failed six times before they worked. Right. And like each one of those rockets is millions of dollars in the, in the initial stages of building. Crazy. And he's just like, He's like, I'm going to just keep doing it.
0: That's crazy. And when you have that much money, then
1: you can do it. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Now he has, now he's like the second richest person on the planet. How much is that? How many bill- um, billions? I think like 110. Jeez. I mean, Jeff Bezos is, he, I think he hit 200 billion. Oh my this God, year. Dude. What do you do with that much money?
0: Can you imagine? You can't. Yeah. You
1: literally can't spend that much money. He could spend a billion dollars a year and never like get anywhere near Getting that's rid of crazy, all of it. Dude. What is he going to do with it? Is he going to give it away or what? I mean, he <sighs> has to at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. Like, that's so much money. That is incredible. Yeah, It's hard for me to think about that because I'm like, how much of the world's problems could you fix with like 10? 10 billion, right? Exactly. Like, with like 10. Yeah, exactly.
0: Know? That's crazy to think about. Like, they're struggling to give like uh, citizens 600 bucks for stimulus. Yeah, and he then Trump's just, like 2,000. Yeah, he could literally give couple of uh, one billion and help us out.
1: Yeah. That's it. Dude, I just so do you know uh El Presidente? Uh Barstool's uh president. Do you know Barstool? I know Barstool, but I've never like Yeah, so the 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 guy who started Barstool, um they his name is El Presidente on um his name's Dave Portnoy, but on hmm. Twitter is is El Presidente and that's what people call him. And he started a fund for like restaurants and small businesses no way. because he was like, the government's not doing anything. Uh-huh. So he started a fund and they've, they're at like $10 million. No
0: way. Yeah. And they, that is, insane. I think they started it like
1: a couple of weeks ago.
0: So who's going to give it to just so
1: people are submitting like videos and like saying why they need the money. Mm-hmm. And then he's picking them. Like there, there's a board of people that are like going through and looking at every single Good submission. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. Did you submit a video yet? No. <laughs> are you gonna no but well we're gonna make it yeah like we're not like we can do it as we are right now okay that's like great. we're struggling but mm. we can make it mm-hmm. i think that there are a lot of businesses that aren't in the same boat
0: right you right, know okay that makes sense
1: so i mean we probably should because it would help us mm-hmm. but I, I also think that there are a lot of other people that need it more than we do i love that jesus christ you're a good <laughs> person i love that not being selfish good yeah. for you yeah. You know, you got to try. You yeah. got to try and be a good person. That's the only thing that you got to try and do, yeah. I think. That's why I tell everybody too, like, you're worrying about politics. You're
0: worrying about this, this, and that. Just focus on being a good person. Like, at least try. That's yeah. it. That's
1: it. And the problem is, like, I have, I struggle with, I've always struggled struggled with anger. And you know that. Yeah. <laughs> and I still do. Um, and the problem is, like, it's so much easier to not be nice, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's way easier to like just blow up and get angry than Mm -hmm. it is to like take a breath and be like, okay, Okay. we can figure this out, (laughs) you know? And I still struggle with that. I still like have times where I just like explode because it's so easy for me. It's natural for Mm -hmm. me. Like that's my natural like inclination is like when things go wrong, I get angry. Right. And then I figure it out, but I get angry at first Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's a lot about, like, circumstance and how I grew up. That's just the nature of, like, my family, and that's mm-hmm. how my dad was. Mm-hmm. But it's not the right way, and I've figured that out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really trying to, like, get through that. As long as you're trying. There you go. Yeah. That's
0: a point. As long as you're trying to be a good person. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, Can I use the restroom real quick?
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, go to the bathroom. Okay. Go for it. it. I just got a notification that the first case of the more transition trans- – transmittable Corona was detected in Colorado. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. I, I thought from the beginning that we there was like this, this thing where if it's more transbi- transmis- transmissible, mm-hmm. it's less deadly. Wasn't that something that we, was talked about at the beginning? No idea.
0: You have no, no idea? No idea, yeah, no yeah. idea.
1: Did you pay attention to it much at the uh, beginning?
0: I did, you know, when the, the, there was like
1: 10 cases in
0: China, I told my, my buddy, he, Tucker Bone, he's my roommate, I was like, dude. It's going to come to the United States. Dude,
1: that's what I said, too.
0: Yeah, I was like, it's going to come to the United States, but it's going to get pretty serious. And he's like, bro, like if, if people die in the United States, bro, I'll give you all my life's earnings. Uh, and now he's like, oh, dude. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I made like the same sort of thing with one of my buddies. Uh-huh. I was like, this is serious. And he was like, this isn't that serious. Like I promise you it won't kill a million people. And that's I was crazy. Like,
0: How many has it killed overall? Over a million. Oh, no, really? It's in total. Oh, it's. Yeah. And I, I mean,
1: like, we put a bet on it, and it fell wrong putting a bet on, like, how many people are going to die. Yeah. Um, and it was stupid, but I haven't asked him for the money. Do you
0: think, <laughs> yeah, <you>, I mean, <laughs> do you think,
1: uh, do you think there's a lot of, like, fake numbers out there? You know, it's really interesting, because I think that a lot, I think there's probably 60,000 people that have actually died from corona. Yeah. And... The rest of them have died with Corona, but so they've had comorbidities. So they've had diabetes, uh, other things that were killing them already, you know. And Mm -hmm. then Corona just was there with them when they died. Like they were already in the
0: hospital, like with diabetes, they're about to like die, and all of a sudden they get Corona, and there you go.
1: Yeah, maybe not in the hospital, but maybe they were in like a really bad state Mm -hmm. already, and or already obese and huge. Yeah, and that was the big. That's like one of the biggest things is like our country. Of course, it's gonna come through and wipe out some people, yeah, because like we just we're gluttons, like we just eat, <laughs> yeah, and shit, we eat terribly, yeah, and it's just like not healthy, mm-hmm. obviously, most of our food is really unhealthy, mm-hmm. and we have a huge problem with like just health in this Obesity, country and so uh, if someone disease. if something's gonna come around and it's gonna like give you a little bit more trouble mm-hmm. than you're already in there's a lot of people that are right on that edge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree
0: with that too. I agree with that too. So,
1: and like, like old people, like they're at, they're at the finish line. So like, right. like it, not to be like morbid about it or anything, right. but that's like, we have life expectancies. Mm-hmm. Like we get to a point where we're like, you know, we're getting close to the end.
0: Yeah. After is like, what, 70, you're already right. Yeah,
1: 65, 70. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm pretty close. Yeah. You
0: know? And a, anytime before, I mean, anytime between that, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah. And it's not like you can see it with people like I'm almost positive. I had it mm-hmm. in the spring. Right. Um, I got more sick than I'd ever gotten in my life. I had these crazy chills mm-hmm. and um, we, me and my girlfriend actually drove down here to watch the house. Cause my mom had to go to a soccer tournament and this mm-hmm. was in January. Mm-hmm. And I was like in the car, I was like convulsing. Oh, and then we got here and I was trying to get this stuff out of the car and I was like, <laughs> like, like doing that, and I was like trying to get stuff, and Charlie was like, "Just go inside. What are you doing? You can't like just leave it. I'll grab it."
0: Jesus Christ, that
1: bad? Yeah, and I got I, I had like hundred and four point three degree fever, wow. like almost to the point where like we called, dude,
0: that's hosp- that's
1: hospitalization right there. Yeah, like you're supposed to go to the hospital. Yeah, and we called um, Charlie. Charlie's, I don't, damn. Charlie's angels. Charlie's <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's cousins fiance, their, no, her husband, whatever, um, is a doctor. And we called him and was like, what do we do? And he's like, well, first you need to take the, cause I went and got tested for the flu strep and everything. And they were like, you don't have it. And then my mom was like, you were so sick. And so she called a friend in Albuquerque mm-hmm. who gave me, um, flu medication, mm-hmm. um, at my place with mm-hmm. that, like just talking to her. She was like, you need something. And so I took that And he was like, if your fever doesn't break in like two hours, you need to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so I I went to bed, fell asleep, woke up in a full puddle of sweat. And I've never done that before. I've never woken up all sweaty. And I was like, what is going on? Did I piss the bed? Yeah. I was like, did I pee all over myself? And so I got up and I was pissed off because I was like with my girlfriend and it was disgusting and I was all sweaty and it smelled terrible. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And she's like, your fever broke. And I was like, oh, okay. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Oh. And so I like, I put towels down to sleep in towels so it would soak it up and then just went back to bed. And the next day I was good. That's great. It was like three days. And then Charlie got it too. And she like was off and on sick for like three weeks. So like it was, it's serious. Yeah. But like, if you're, if you're healthy and stuff like that, you can beat it. Right. It's not like, it's not going to kill you if you're working out and doing Mm -hmm. stuff. And I think that's the biggest fault of our government is they've been like, no, we're your dad, go lay down, go stay at home. Mm -hmm. Don't do anything. We'll take care of you rather than being empowering us to like, be like, take vitamin D, Mm -hmm. get plenty of exercise, Mm -hmm. like prep yourself for if you get it.
0: Right. So you could be healthier.
1: Yeah. Like lose some weight. You know, do yeah, something. Yeah. Exactly. Rather than just being like, you know go sit inside, don't see people, so your immune system's already destroyed. Like if you're at home alone, your immune system isn't gonna be active.
0: Right, exactly. And you're wearing gloves and you're wearing masks and yeah. all those things. Jesus, yeah.
1: Yeah, people are like make, they're prepping themselves for the virus. Disaster, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like here, take all this stuff and then when it hits you, it's gonna hit you extra hard now. Because you're really not ready for it.
0: Oh yeah, and like the yeah, I agree 100 percent with that. Actually, I
1: agree. Jesus,
0: that comes a lot into politics, but I don't like politics. So
1: neither do I. Yeah. I think politics is. I mean, obviously, we just had an election, and that was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. It was hard to hard to see a lot of what was going on. Yeah, it's and, terrible. Um, I just I'm hopeful. You know, you got to be hopeful. Where mm-hmm. we live in America, and I think it's the best country on earth, and yep. um, you got to believe that. You and have to. If you live here, you
0: have to. You're here for a reason, right?
1: It's hard for yeah, dude. It, you know what sucks is seeing people that are so against. Like you can you know, like being so against someone that like even if they're running the country that you're in, you want them to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I hope Joe Biden does so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wasn't super against Joe Biden. Mm-hmm but I hope he does great. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope he helps so much mm-hmm. because he's he's the president of the United States now. Right. You know, mm-hmm. once Trump leaves office. I like that. I you like know? that about you. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, it's important to like be supportive of the people that like are at the helm. Right. Like to an extent, right. <laughs> you know, you have to give them, like there are some people around the country that are doing terrible jobs and like mm-hmm. you support them at the beginning and then if they're doing bad jobs, that's part of America. You. Recall them or mm-hmm. you do whatever, you don't vote them in again. You know, right. you do all these things. But right. you have to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them try.
0: Yeah. Well, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't even like politics, but um, yeah, it's like for me, you know, I can't really vote for somebody who wants me out of the country, you know? Oh, no, totally. <laughs> you know, like, even I if totally I liked agree. everything about it, because every everybody's like selfish in the way, you know, people like Trump because business people like Biden because uh equal rights people you know everybody has their own thing Mm -hmm. whatever benefits them the most you know what I'm saying like for me like you know if I voted for um for Trump it'd be like voting for like a double-bladed freaking knife like I'm killing him and I'm killing myself at the same time like I mean you know what I'm saying like
1: I, yeah, no, it's difficult. So,
0: like, you know, if, if he wasn't, you know... <laughs> so, I don't even really like politics, but, like, I can't really, you know, do a lot of things when he wants me out of the country, you know, so... No, totally, and
1: I think... But I think it's important to, like, be able to have conversations. Mm. Like, we've gotten to a point with, like, our, politi- like, our political landscape and mm-hmm. the social landscape where, like, we just attack each other if they don't agree with us. And right. that's what makes America so great mm-hmm. is, like, we can... Like it's what made America so great, not referencing Donald Trump, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like we were able to have discourse. We were Mm -hmm. able to like talk about what we disagreed. Freedom of speech. Yeah, exactly. And now we've gotten to the point where if someone disagrees with you, they're wrong. You're
0: wrong. Yeah. Right. Did you ever see my Facebook how many comments they would get?
1: Yeah. No, I did. I saw one with Zach Middleton. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like, I love Zach and everything. I totally see their views. Yeah. But I totally, because he's very Christian. Mm-hmm. And I understand where he's coming from. But there's so many other views that they didn't decide not to look at. But just because I'm looking at a different way, like, they don't look. And, and I told him many times, like, look, Zach, whatever. I don't, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was like. Yeah, I read through that. thing. And I never, like, I, never, I was never, like, F you, Zach. Like, you know, right. Like
1: you had discourse,
0: yes, like other guys that were commenting had what what you're talking about were like, how the fuck can you like vote for him, Zach, like you're black, and all the, did you see those comments I was like uh, and I was like oh, shoot like don't don't, comment yeah, that's not that. the like, way to do it, that's not Dude, like there was this there was this girl named Sasha Lima that was like commenting talking about like dick sizes and like oh my dick is bigger than yours and like i was like what is this what's going on here what are we, like, talking, what are we talking about because she was like she's like trump 2020 bitches like all these things and like pe- people in my comment section were like saying like some some stuff and then her husband came on and started talking shit to this other guy and they're like oh, let's see who has a bigger dick and all these I was that's like, what oh, happens when you become God.
1: a public figure sergio <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. become a place where everyone argues
0: you know and like In my perspective, obviously, I just, I believe in, like, just being the right person, you know? And, like, I just know, the way I look at it, I just know that if there was, I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican. I'm, I don't, yeah. I don't, do. but I do know that if there was ever a chance where, like, or a time where there comes a president and starts being really prejudiced against, like, white people and, like, starts telling them they need to get out of their country, it wasn't there... I would fucking stand up for you guys every single time I would go to, if your family was getting, was about to get taken out of the country, I would fight for you guys to the death. Like, that's what I know about. Like, that's. I had a conversation with my friend. um, I'm not going to say names, but one one of my good friends and he's friends with Isai, my little brother. Mm -hmm. And I put this picture up uh, about Joe Biden. And uh, he was like, why do you like Joe Biden? Like after all we do for your family. And I was like, and I was like, um, I don't like to talk about politics, first of all, especially with you guys, because I love you guys and everything. And I don't want to destroy this thing, but just know this that if there ever comes a time that there's a president that wants to, you know, kick your family out, wants to uh, kill their rights and not uh, not allow them to work in this country and pay your taxes, and my family pays taxes, yeah. I was like, I would go to bat for you guys. Like, I would freaking kill for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, what, that's where I come from. Like, I'm not democratic or Republican. I just know that if there was ever like a situation, I would fight for the You just rights. try and vote for what's right.
1: Yes. So yeah. that's where I come from. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And I think that it's important like for us to have conversations mm-hmm. like this. Like, like we probably disagreed on a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, but we definitely agree on like human rights, basic human mm-hmm. rights. And like, because I'm very business minded and think about things like that. And I tried to do, like, I did a lot of research um, and was very, like, really didn't want to make the wrong decision, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to voting. And right. I almost just didn't vote because I was like, this is just, like, first of all, the fact that we're having to vote between two 70-year-old white men. Right. Is, That's a first It's thing. a failure. Yeah. It's a failure already, you know? Yeah. With- when, when we had such great candidates. Like, the Democratic Party had great candidates in the beginning. Right. And they... They ousted them all mm-hmm. for nothing. Like, yeah, exactly. There's there's so much manipulation going yeah, on. Dude, it's crazy. That we don't get to see. And yeah. it's, it's absolute bullshit because yeah. there are tons of people that would have gotten the vote easy, I think, mm-hmm. over Trump. Right. And you know,
0: you bring up a good point because I do see a lot of good things in Trump, like, mm-hmm. like the business side. For a lot of people that don't struggle with human rights but are struggling with business, they rather have Trump. And I see that. Yeah. And, and I, I see that hundred percent. I'm, I'm like, okay, like I get where you're coming from. Like uh religion too. Yeah. A lot of religious people like Trump because and like, I'm not religious at all. <laughs> right. So like, and I also see that too. And mm-hmm. I respect that. Like, I can't be like, like F you, like all these things. Like it's your opinion. And I had a good, really good, uh, talk with this guy from like, like Wyoming. And he was like, yeah, the reason why I like Trump is because of this and this and that, because, uh, he benefits my church better. And I was like, great good right. for you. And I was gonna say one more point. Um and another thing I agree with Trump is that there's an evil agenda, like there there's definitely like government control. I, I agree with a lot of things he says. But like I guess like I said, I can't do it.
1: No, totally you know,
0: I can't because you know I'm Mexican. Yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> I'm DACA,
1: so. I, I voted opposite of a lot of people that I know. Mm-hmm. And um it's hard to have those conversations because it's hard to know whether like Cause I'm never gonna attack someone for who they voted for, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think that like we live in a country where you get to vote for different people. Right. And that's, that's one of the greatest things that there is. Mm-hmm. Like we get to, everyone gets to look at the options and try and evaluate. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tried to do. My biggest problem with Joe Biden is like the change that he's done. Mm-hmm. It just, it's too bureaucratic, you like know? Like he's been here for 47 years. What makes, him, what makes us think that he's gonna do better? Well, yeah, like things like that he's mm-hmm. been he's been trying to be a bureaucrat for forty seven years he's been ousted as a liar multiple times mm-hmm. he's voted on many agendas that really harm minorities mm-hmm. um and like I totally believe in people's ability to change, right, but I also believe that there are people that are just liars it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like that's true, <laughs> you know, and so it's it's hard like i I'm not, I'm not against you, Mm -hmm. obviously. Like, uh, I love you. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't talked in a long time, but I've always been rooting for your success. Yeah, appreciate Um, that. And I'm not, I'm just not one to like be super outgoing. And I want like, this is part of trying to get there, you Mm -hmm. know, talking with more people, getting to know more people. When I leave Albuquerque, all my friends in Albuquerque, they don't hear from me. You know, when I leave Durango, all my friends in Durango, they don't hear from me. Okay. I'm just like, I'm very in the moment. Like mm-hmm. the people that are around me or the people that are around me. Right. Those are the people that I'm going to interact with. I suck at texting. I suck at social media. None of that is my shit. So I'm like, I'm horrible at like following up with what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Like urging people on through texts and stuff like that. Right. Because for me, it just feels like almost ungenuine. Um, like. Do you ever get like when you have a birthday and you get like tons of people that are like, oh, happy birthday. And you're like, I haven't heard from you in years. It happened when I just
0: got uh, signed with New Mexico. They're like, oh, great. I was like, wait, wait, I haven't talked to you in like four years. Right.
1: Yeah. And so I don't want to be that person that's like, like congratulating someone when I don't like, we don't talk. Right. You know, I'd rather be like, like be able to see you face to face Mm -hmm. and be like, dude, you're killing it. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of what you're doing. I'm proud that we got to play together, you know? I appreciate that, and yeah. So it's like, I think it means more. Right. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, when I
0: got your text, I was like, I haven't seen him in a while, but I would love to see him. Yeah. I would love to hang out with him because it's been a long time, bro. And we had some great memories. Yeah. Washington, D.C., Hawaii. Oh, no, you wouldn't go to Hawaii. I didn't go to Hawaii. <laughs> Idaho a couple times. Freaking. So many tournaments. Oh, Jesus, dude. Name them. Yeah. And I was always with your family yeah. all the time, so. Yeah. You were with us a lot. A lot, yeah. Dude,
1: I forget about a lot. We went that. on
0: planes. We went to the beach. It's been, it's been crazy.
1: Yeah. Wow, some good times, huh? It's been great. Yeah. It's been great. Um, it's so exciting to see where you've gotten to.
0: You too, man. Like yeah. different, different paths, but definitely you're getting there. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. you know, we're both I'm, working for our goals.
1: Yeah. There'll, there'll be a lot more to see in the future from me. But hundred <laughs> yeah. percent, I believe it. And I'm sure from you too. Yeah. What are you do? You have like future plans right now? We mean, we mean what? Like, do you have like set goals for what you want to accomplish or are you just like working, putting your head down, working and seeing what happens? No, I always have to have goals. Always, yeah. always. Me too.
0: Yeah. So, um, so my goal right now is to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets closer to preseason, I'll have to ramp it up. When is preseason? March. March. Supposedly, if COVID doesn't hit. Right. COVID doesn't hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are those cameras on? Yeah. Okay. Make sure you don't get that on. Okay. Oh no, you're okay. Are you we're, gonna edit this? We're an hour in. People uh, won't even see it. Can you? Are you editing this? Yeah. Okay. okay good. Yeah. Because an hour in. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: if COVID doesn't strike again, supposedly uh, we're supposed to start in May. Our first games. Yeah. And we can. I think, I can. I can come out and say it that there's a lot of like bullshit going on oh, with the COVID oh, yeah, dude. thing. Like.
0: No, dude, there's so much. Dude, like, like, like I said, I'm not Democratic. I'm not Republican, dude. I'm just trying to focus on being a good person. Yeah. That's it, dude. Because they don't care. They don't give a fuck about us. They don't. No, dude. Like, they don't. There's politics. The, there's millions of dollars in between the doors. There's freaking big companies, freaking paying people. There's yeah, dude, Nancy bullshit. Pelosi, who is freaking worth $150 million
1: saying that we can get like 600 bucks, and that's fine.
0: Who the hell says that?
1: Dude, and you, the worst part about all this is they're taking away our right to provide for ourselves yeah you how know? are
0: we dude we're literally we're literally, gonna we die
1: they're putting it, they're putting it in the place where they are the only ones that can save us exactly they right. want to be those saviors and mm. it's bullshit it's fucking bullshit yeah we're I, in a country where we work for it right. you know that's where we are yeah if you want to succeed you work mm-hmm. your ass off mm-hmm. like you have right you I, know i appreciate that and i also see other people who
0: are like yeah countries did a full lockdown for a month and we're clear out of cases We could definitely do that. But can we? Like, I see both sides. And, like, I don't want to get into it. It's not in my control, is it? Can you do anything about it? Mm -hmm. No. Can I do anything about it? No. So What the hell am I going to go fight somebody about it for? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's up to these freaking billionaires that are freaking running the country.
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's up to the people that are in office to just understand that we we know that you got into office because you want the eye to be on you. And maybe in the beginning you had, you had the idea that you wanted to help people. But like once people get like a feeling of power, Mm -hmm. they're just like, they want to keep it right. You know, and they don't want to give it back.
0: Like now, like Trump is over here saying $2,000 and then Mitch just declined it. So there's just so many different things. Like it's just always a curveball somewhere. Not even like to keep up with it because I just don't care. It's not up to me. What am I going to do about it? No,
1: you just got to keep your head down and work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what we got to do too. Like at the restaurant, we can't change it. Mm -hmm. Like we can't change what we're doing, but we got to sit down, fucking work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The only big, big problem that I had with Trump as a president, like probably
0: one of the biggest problems is that I experienced more prejudice and more racism comments since he came into office. And yeah, like the people are like, oh, let's stop with the bullshit. Like let's just say things how they are. First of all, I, you know, my, my, my girlfriend, her parents called me a fucking dreamer. Really? Yeah. They were like, oh, you're going to be with that dreamer just because I'm Mexican, dude. Like, can you believe that? That's fucked. Can you believe that, That's dude? That's fucked. They call me a dreamer, bro. The name of my name. They call me a freaking dreamer. Like, those type of things I'm talking about, bro. Like, like as a person, how can you do that to other people? Like, I would never call you, like, a, a white cracker or whatever. Like, I would never I got that.
1: those when we were on the same team together. Oh, really? There were people on our team that used to call me cracker all the time. Oh, I mean. and yeah, that, I mean, it's. I mean, I understand there's different, you know, there's totally different scenarios, you know, Yeah. I I was in a position where I was like, I was in the upper class, upper middle class. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the kids that I played with didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And we were kids for one, Mm -hmm. like we've gotten to a point now where we're, we're older, right? We can start making better decisions on those things. Mm -hmm. But like when you're a kid, I can't fault all of those people for, saying stuff like that when they were a kid. They yeah. didn't know.
0: Well, yeah, because I always, I always used to get called Beaner, but it's also, like, the way they say things. Like, if they say like, in a very mean way, like... Because, you know, yeah. as friends, like, as, especially now, like, nowadays, you literally call people a bunch of things as a joke. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like,
1: I could totally see it. My brother's here. <laughs> Who is it, Brendan? I think it's Lachlan. I think he closed the door. Oh. Yeah, he's back inside.
0: Oh, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, so my, my point is, dude, like... like You know, you always, we've always had, we were always going to have racism, prejudice and stuff like that. We were always going to have that.
1: But he exposed more of it. He
0: exposed a lot of it. Like I would go to stores, dude. Like I went to Texas and I was wearing my mask. None of them wear masks, but I was just used to wearing a mask because New Mexico. Yeah. I walk in there and they were like, the hell are you wearing a mask for? (laughs) So I'm
1: like, that's shit. That's crazy. I take it off. You know what, bro? Like, I'm just trying to be a good person. That's it. No, yeah, totally. And I think like, I think one of the major faults that Trump had was not separating himself from the racism early. Because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. if he
1: wasn't racist,
0: dude, and like he wasn't think, like
1: against like, because he likes
0: to do a lot of like, there's a lot of things, but like the church, it's a, it's a tough subject. Subject. I personally believe, Stay close to this. I personally believe in like, like you're your own person. Like yeah. nobody can freaking control you. Like how is the government going to tell you like what to do? Okay, government, cut off your finger. The hell like it's my body you know what I'm saying so like when he tries to get into like church politics and all those things it's, it's another story but like for me if he wasn't personally being selfish myself right now if he wasn't so racist probably would have liked him right no totally yeah
1: and I think I think that that's was his fault because from the from what I've seen there's a lot of good things that he's done for a lot of minorities mm-hmm. um but he's just done it silently and
0: that's another thing, too. Yeah, because, like, the media, too. I think there's a big freaking issue with the media, too. Yeah. They like to cover whatever the hell they want to cover. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's—they're probably— you They
1: know, like to cover what gets the most clicks. Yeah, exactly. Because that gets them money. Exactly. So, r- mm. the racist Trump was a big clicker.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Know? Trust me. I and know. I was I was. I was one of the clickers. Just yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, like, if he wasn't so against DACA—because— Yes, we're immigrants. My parents came here illegally. But okay, let me put this into perspective. Okay, let's say you're young, like Declan's age, right? And, yeah. you're, and you're in this country and they're threatening your family to be killed or your family is about to die of starvation because there's no opportunity here in this country. What would you do? Would you stay in place? No. Or would you be okay with your parents taking you to a different country to find a better life? Oh, would have a left. Right. And people don't see, they're like, oh... They should've came here illegally. Oh, okay. If it's that easy, like you think it's that easy. Like people don't put themselves in other people's perspective. I understand we well, did something wrong and we're trying to fix it. Right. Because I'm trying to become a citizen. I'm, I'm already paying taxes. My parents pay taxes. Like we're doing things the right way. Right. What the hell is the problem? It's because we're brown.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's difficult. And I think that we have a major problem when it comes to immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there needs to, they, they need to do a big change on how they immigrate people. Because I think it's important for us to grow as a country. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't believe that as much in the past, but I listened to a podcast where this guy talks about having a billion uh, Americans. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes a lot of sense actually. Like Mm -hmm. we are one of the biggest showers of this is our movie industry. When a Mm -hmm. movie is made, they're making it for the China market, Mm -hmm. not the US market. Really? Because the China market is so big that they're going to make way more money in China than they'll make in the US because it has so many people. Yeah, and so China has a board of people that approve and disapprove um movies. Wow. Yeah. So our movies in the US right now are being filtered by Chinese uh, pe- uh people. That's crazy. Yeah, Isn't because that wild? our market. Yeah. <laughs> and so this guy is saying that we need to have a billion people in the US so we can control the market more. Right.
0: More people we not we views.
1: Yeah, cuz China is manipulating it in ways that no one likes. Like, we don't want that. And people don't know of it that much. Mm -hmm. But they're really, like, messing with these movies and saying, putting stuff in there that, like, oh, you're not allowed to put that in there because of this, this, and this. And, like, I mean, you can see it. They don't Mm -hmm. allow their um, citizens full access to the internet. Right. You know? They're literally controlled by government 100%. Yeah. Every business that opens there is owned partially by the government. And that was the biggest problem with TikTok. TikTok. And so yeah. did, they, did they fix that, the TikTok issue? So I think Oracle's buying it. Oracle? is a U.S. company, and I'm okay. pretty sure they're buying it. I'm not sure what in what phase they are of that, uh-huh. but the TikTok thing is wild because— it's, How does nobody talk about that? Dude, I mean, it, our, our news cycle is so quick that it just loses. It just flies away.
0: Dude, we're literally giving millions of information to China.
1: Like, yeah, uh, dude, did you know when you have TikTok open, it tracks your keystrokes on other apps? keystrokes was i mean so like what you type in no on your phone way. so they can have your access, you can they can have your data and the access to anything on your phone
0: that is just surreal,
1: dude isn't that crazy that is crazy it's i thought they could, they could like watch you with their camera right yeah and like track you oh and- yeah they can do they can do all of that but That's they can also track if the app is open they're tracking everything that you're doing
0: that is crazy it's bullshit that is literally bullshit i can't believe we're not putting eyes on that
1: like we are, but at the same time, like why, what's taking and, so long and by this time, the, they already have
0: millions of things to know about us. Oh yeah.
1: So much. It's huge. It's still huge. Yeah. Like it's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't, the, the, the Chinese censor so much mm-hmm. of what we're doing. Like there's one movie that I know of that wasn't censored by the U S or by the, by China. And that was, um, Damn. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, I think Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. And, um, Oh no, it was that, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Did mm-hmm. you ever see that? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it either, but that's the only movie that wasn't censored because their director, he's like a really well-known director, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but he was like, no, I'm not censoring it for them. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Wow. Because there was like parts in there that he wanted and the the Chinese, uh, people whatever mm-hmm. um were like no you can't have that and he was like well then we won't go there i don't care great yeah oh my god and like that's that's an american you know See, that's that's how you got to do it
0: yeah and that's another thing that i like about trump too is that he he hates china and he yeah. wants to separate himself from china like all those things I, there's a lot of things i agree with him about things but like there's some things that are like and
1: i think that's the biggest problem is people get so worked up that they're like, I don't see anything that I agree with him about Mm -hmm. when there are things, there's a lot of things that I disagree with him about, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's a lot of things that I agree with Biden about. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just like, you have to be calm enough and like composed enough to like, Mm -hmm. look at it rationally and Mm -hmm. try and really like have a conversation Mm -hmm. rather than just attack. Right. You know?
0: Right. It's basic human rights, bro. I'm not human rights, basically human morals. Yeah. Like, why would I sit here and say, fuck you? Or like- Also
1: like everyone has a different experience in life. Mm-hmm. And so until you give someone your experience, like you just gave me your experience. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that experience really from anybody, you know, mm-hmm. um, you have a very dis- different experience than a lot of people that I interact with daily, you mm-hmm. know, and there are millions of people like you in this country who have had the same experience that you mm-hmm. have. But sometimes we don't, get to hear all that experience like we'll Mm -hmm. pass by each other but we never talk about it right and that's why i think it's important for us to sit down and have conversations like this yep and be able to like talk about it Mm -hmm. rather than just like put push people off
0: exactly and then we agree to disagree as well yeah and there's another thing too that i started noticing is that sometimes you can't take things too seriously because you know the political parties has become some such a like i'm gonna vote for whoever is republican i don't go. F about Democratic Party. I just gotta make sure Republicans win, yeah. and that's another thing that I thought about. Most of these people don't even have an idea. They just like Republican Party. Period. Like this, they don't care who oh, it yeah. is.
1: So, like, guess another thing. There's too. a lot of Democrats like that too.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Far left, far right, same thing. Yeah. So, like, that's another thing I noticed about too. So that's why, stay out of that and focus on what I can focus on. You, know what I'm saying. I'm hopeful.
1: Yeah, I think we are hopeful. Yeah, I think that um, we're our, in a shitty spot though. Yeah, no, but I think our generation. It's hard to say. I think we've got a lot of um social media presence mm-hmm. kids that are our age that really don't really know what the world's about. Yeah. And they're just spewing bullshit. Yeah. Um and I think that it's it's going to take time, but I I think that our generation will start to see eye to eye more,
0: hopefully. Just conversations like this.
1: Yeah, you know, but and hopefully like it's cyclical. I hope that like social media comes in and then people realize that it's like really not good for us. Did you watch The Social Dilemma?
0: I've I've been wanting to but I've heard about it. <sighs> Dude. But I think I, I already have a good sense of it because I studied a lot about it in college. Mm-hmm. About the clicks and like the what it goes, does to your brain and all yeah. those things, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's Getting a message what it does to your endorphins and like oh, It's message. really like,
1: interesting because a lot of like they have people on there that built the apps mm-hmm. and they can't get themselves off of it mm-hmm. and when we get to that point there is a problem there is a huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> like you're building something so addictive that you know how it works and you can't get off of it yep that is we're fucked yeah we're definitely fucked. and yeah. i like i i struggle so much with social media because mm-hmm. i like i feel that it's so fake mm-hmm. like i end up getting stuck on it but i don't like posting to it because i just i, I want to be off of it i have time limits set on like Instagram and I don't have Twitter. Um, I have Twitter, but I don't have it as the app. I just have to, I go through the browser mm-hmm. if I want to look at Twitter. Oh, great. That's because good. it like keeps me separated from it. I can't just immediately click and then scroll. Right. Um, I like that. Yeah. So I, I like that. That's a good way for me to like, not look like I look at it like once a week, probably. Jeez. And the main reason I look at our int- are twitter is to keep up with what elon musk is doing uh, <laughs> that guy man have you seen his tiktok bro no his tiktok's hilarious Do you have dude. TikTok?
0: i have tiktok you yeah, have TikTok? yeah I, did, I got it before i even knew dude oh and you yeah. just kept it yeah i just kept it. i mean at this point i'm just
1: done at this point i'm just i had it too and i was like fuck this dude i'm not doing it but i might i might re-download it for um elon musk <laughs>
0: Maybe, dude. Maybe free. He's hilarious, months. dude. Yeah, He's I actually bet. funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah.
1: He's just he doesn't give a shit, which yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, he doesn't. But um, so when's your first game? Uh supposedly like May first. So May first. We'll, yeah, hopefully. Damn, I'm we hopeful. should have another podcast.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm free whenever, dude. Awesome. We're friends, so yeah i'm excited dude i'm
1: i'm i'm gonna be out there rooting for you i'm I'm glad i'm gonna buy a revest jersey oh i love that
0: (laughs) (laughs) that'd be great i can't wait
1: that's gonna be crazy
0: yeah first game jesus first game back in albuquerque 505 dude
1: well how when did you you played with reno you played united right
0: i didn't come to albuquerque because i had a hernia Oh, that was when you had the yeah, hernia. Yeah, dude. It was like October. It was like October When did 20th. you
1: play against us, though? You played against us. Play, in Reno. Oh, in, in Reno. Reno yeah, you played, scored on us. Yep. yep. That's what they, That's what they put as like the thing. Yeah. The, the sound of you scoring. And it's like, no, was that? Mm. No, no, no. I guess not. I, I think it was, was this other visit. one.
0: I think it was the, the volley that I scored. Yeah. That one was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> dude, Sounds good, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Thank you for having All me. Right, yeah. bro. Thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. And we'll see you guys later.